ground. Now the nations bow down to see the only sound is the praises to Christ our King. Slowly the names from the book are read. I know the King, there's no need. song did you listen to that man that's good it's hard to it's hard to listen to a song like that without smiling I couldn't help it up here I don't know if you saw I couldn't help but smile a little bit and I, I know you're doing the same thing yes I see a thumbs up back there just to think about that can you believe it man what a day that will be what a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see Man, is that a reality to you? Is that going to happen someday? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Amen. Man, God is so good. Man, we, we had a good time this afternoon on the buses. We had a great time um, going all over the place, picking up these boys and girls. And uh, we were going through a memory verse today. And man, my heart was stirred by the memory verse today. I just want <laughs> I took more time than I should have. I just kept going over the memory verse cuz I was enjoying it so much. Uh, what is it? What was it? Uh, what was it? It was a good one. I'm telling you, there's a whole bunch of good ones. Don't get on me. Don't laugh at me back there, Matt. I heard that. <laughs> oh, this is the day. This is the day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day. Right here, right now. This is the day. Not tomorrow, not yesterday. This is the day. What did you do with today? What did you do with it? I'm in church. That's what I did with it. 
good idea. What a great day it is to be able to spend time at church, the house of God, with the family of God. Oh, refreshing, isn't it? Isn't it refreshing? Oh, man, I enjoy it. I love it. I love the singing, that choir special. Man, that song, that song is hard to direct because I just want to take off running. Victory is won. Man, that's powerful. Amen. Exodus, Exodus chapter 8 this evening. Exodus chapter 8. We're going to start there. I heard Brother Paulie say the other day, we went down to that God Bless America rally. He said he was going to preach a one-word sermon. And he got a lot of amens on that one. I'm going to, I can't do a one-word sermon. I am going to do a two-word sermon, okay? I, I, I couldn't beat him, all right? There'd no, been no point in me standing up here if I beat that one-word sermon. This is going to be good. This is good stuff. The Lord spoke to me about this a while ago. Um, it's amazing how time flies, right? Uh, I was, I've been going through the Bible this year, reading through the entire Bible, and uh, I'd say, oh, I was just back in Exodus you know, a few weeks ago. It seems that way. Uh, but this year is just flying by. It's unbelievable. Here we are talking about vacation Bible school, getting right into June. It's hard to believe. Brother Don and I were talking just the other day. I feel like we were just taking the props down for last year's VBS. And here we go. We're putting another set back up in a couple of days, practically. Time flies. I'm going to read through these verses here. And before I do, I'm going to open up with a word of prayer. And we're going to jump right into some things. Father, we come to you. Lord, we need you. Lord, it's been a, a, good, a good day. <laughs> Lord, it's been a, a precious day to be able to spend time with friends and family here in your house, gathered around your word. Lord, I pray that you do a mighty work in our hearts and our lives. Lord, I pray that you cut deep, uh, that you, you speak to us like you only can speak to us. Father, it cannot be, it must not be me. Lord, I have nothing to offer these folks here tonight. Lord, we need you. We desperately need you. Even as the song we heard this morning, our country, our country needs you. Lord, we have exactly what our country needs. We have exactly what our world needs, and that is you. Lord, help us to be faithful today in doing what we can do. Lord, give us boldness and strength and courage and confidence as we go to be the witness and the example that we ought to be in this lost and dying world. Lord, I pray that you bless the time that we have together now, gathered around your word, that we could learn something, Lord, that we could use it this week. Lord, we'll thank you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All righty, Exodus chapter 8, and right before I get into this, um, some of you in my couples class, you're going to think that I'm re-preaching this, I, or I, I teach it, I taught it. You see, I taught it in Sunday school, I'm going to preach it now, that's the difference, Okay. No, there's, there's a difference here, but this starting point, the few, first few thoughts will be very similar, okay? And I, I did, I started off by telling a simple story uh, a few weeks ago in my class, and I'm going to do the same tonight. Uh, it was a few years ago, actually probably about, I don't know, five, five years ago, four or five years ago, Sarah and I had just been married not too awfully long, and we decided uh, to go back to my parents' house for something, for some reason, I'm not sure exactly why, we went back, and uh, we're just going to enjoy some time. <coughs> Excuse me. Lord, help me with this cough. Man, I'm sorry. It comes out of nowhere. You got that going? I saw some of you had some of that going today. It just hits you. You're just mid-sentence, mid-word. <coughs> Can't help it. Lord, give me strength. Um, we stopped by the house, and uh, I noticed that a number of my family was there. Um, 
it seemed that everyone had the same idea. They're all gathering at the same place. And uh, I got out of the car. Sarah and I, we opened the car door. And the loudest sound, the most ob- annoying, obnoxious sound you could ever hear, is just, it's right there. What is that? It was coming from the backyard. I wasn't sure exactly what it was. Um, but it was loud and really annoying. And so, of course... Rather than going inside and saying hello to everyone, I just went right to the backyard. I was so curious. What could this be? And so it had seemed that at this moment that every frog in my parents' neighborhood decided to jump into their pool or on top of the pool cover. And they were everywhere. And they were so loud, so very loud. And so, of course, I went inside. This is amazing. This is just awesome. I went inside and told everyone. Everyone's outside now. We're all looking at uh, uh, me and some of the guys, my brother. We're we're running around. We're grabbing them, messing with them, having fun. It's kind of gross, but at the same time, we were just having a blast, just goofing off, doing what we do. And so we got a bucket, and we started putting some in the bucket. I didn't know what we were going to do with them. We just started putting them in a bucket just for fun. All right? We're putting them in the bucket, and we're having fun. Caleb's recording everything. He's always recording something. <laughs> and so we're, uh, we're having a good time. We're messing around with these frogs. They're so loud. I wish I could explain to you how loud they were. They're just, they were out of control. And so one of those frogs had shimmied on up onto the corner or the edge of this bucket. And we were all gathered around. Oh, look at that one. Oh, that one's huge. Oh, whoa, that one's really weird. And one of them, and I had not realized it, sitting there on the corner of the bucket. And, of course, it was late at night. And just stopped over to the parents. I had, I had shorts and I think even, like, sandals on or something. Like, we had just come from the house. And that thing jumped onto my leg. <laughs> just, and I didn't see it coming. I wish I could explain to you the noise that I made. I'm not scared of frogs. I'm not afraid of them. I was holding one in my hand. I I put them in the bucket. But when that thing landed on my leg and I was not expecting, I just jumped. I lost it. Caleb has a video for proof. Okay, I don't need, still to this day, I don't know what noise I made. It was the weirdest thing ever. Scared me to death. Just the feeling, slimy, nasty. Oh, man. Well, I go back to that. Every time I read this portion of scripture, every time I read about some of these plagues, and this one specifically in chapter 8, the frogs, I, my mind goes right there. I think about it. Ooh, nasty. I'm going to read this, and with that thought in mind, we're going to read some of these verses. And the Lord spake unto Moses, Go unto Pharaoh, and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Let my people go, that they may serve me. And if thou refuse to let them go, behold, I will smite all thy borders with frogs. And the rivers shall bring forth frogs abundantly, which shall go up and come into thine house, and into thy bedchamber, and upon thy bed, and into thy house of thy, into the house of thy servants, and upon thy people, and into thine ovens, and into thy kneading troughs. Okay, so... They're in the oven. Uh, you've made a women. We, m- my wife has made a pan of biscuits. Okay, I'm taking myself back to this this moment, and I start. I, I get into the biscuits because that that kneading trough there. It's gotten into the dough. Okay, I'm telling you, these frogs are everywhere, and I'm looking forward to getting one of these biscuits. And I pull one of those biscuits out, and as I'm pulling one of the biscuits out, a frog jumps out at me. Do you realize how disgusting that is? 
Oh, it said the bedchamber. I'm, t- I'm tired. It's been a long day. And all I want to do is just sit down. I want to relax. I want to go to bed. And you got frogs jumping all over you. Anyone feeling that? Anyone excited about that? No. That is disgusting. That's terrible. Verse 4, and the frogs shall come up both on thee and upon thy people and upon all thy servants. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying unto Aaron, Stretch forth thine hand with thy rod over the streams, over the rivers, and over the ponds, and cause frogs to come up upon the land of Egypt. And Aaron stretched out his hand over the waters of Egypt, and the frogs came up and covered the land of Egypt. This is brilliant. Verse number 7. And the magicians did so with their enchantments and brought up frogs upon the land of Egypt. They did the same thing. How about that? Good idea. You got frogs everywhere. You got frogs in your food. You got frogs in your bed. Let's make more frogs. Good job, guys. Good thinking. Verse number 8. Then Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said, Entreat, pray the Lord that he may take away the frogs from me and from my people, and I will let the people go that they may do sacrifice unto the Lord. And Moses said unto Pharaoh, Glory over me, when shall I entreat for thee, and for thy servants, and for thy people, to destroy the frogs from thee, and thy house, that they may remain in the river only. So Pharaoh finally gets smart. He says, Listen, I've had enough of the frogs. I'm done with this. This is terrible, man. I need you to pray and ask your Lord, ask your Savior, please get rid of the frogs. I can't take it anymore. And Moses says, well, sure, absolutely, great. So you're going to let us go and serve our God. We, you're good with that. We, we, take, we get rid of the frogs, we go, absolutely. Pharaoh says, get them out of here. Moses says, all right, sounds good. When would you like me to call and ask the Lord to get rid of these frogs? Let's take a look. Verse number 10, and he said, tomorrow. And he said, did you get it? And he said, tomorrow. Why tomorrow? He's losing his mind. The frogs are everywhere. He's been given an option. When do you want me to pray and ask the Lord to get rid of these frogs? Right now, this very second. Get them out of here. No. Tomorrow. Why tomorrow? I want to talk to you about a couple of words today. One specifically Right here, right now, to start this thing off, the word tomorrow. The word tomorrow is a worldly word, one that the devil wants each and every Christian in this room to adopt. The word tomorrow. This is the word that he is trying to get that lost man or woman behind that door that you've never been before and you're knocking. He wants them to adopt this word tomorrow. I'll take care of my salvation tomorrow. I'll get saved some other time. I don't have time right now. I'm busy right now or I'm not feeling it right now. I'll get to it some other day. He wants the Christian. He wants the Christian to adopt this word. You know what? I know I'm not the dad that I ought to be today or I'm not the mom that I should be. I realize this. I'm just simply put, I'm not the Christian that I ought to be today, but I'll get to it. I will. I will. I, 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 tomorrow. This is the word he wants us to adopt. You know what? The Lord's been speaking to me about serving specifically in this area in the church. Just not quite ready for that. Don't worry, Lord. It's not that I won't do it. I'm just, I'm not ready right now. I, I, I'll get to it down the road. 
You see, what I, you see where I'm getting here? This is, this is a devilish word, a worldly word. We are bad. Let's be honest. We can be bad in this area of procrastination. I'll get to it some other time. I, don't worry, I'll get to it. I'll clean the room. I'll, or I'll, You know what? Changing the oil in the car. You know, I, I'll get to it. I'm just busy right now. I'll put that off another week. I'll put that off another couple of weeks. Oh, got to clean the garage. I've told the wife a thousand times I'm going to clean the garage. I just don't have time today. I'll get to cleaning the garage tomorrow. Mm. We must be very, very, very careful. If the devil can get you to buy into this thought, this idea, tomorrow. You know what? I know the preacher talks about soul winning. I know he talks about visitation. And I know I ought to go. I know the Lord's speaking to me about going. I know they had that go rally 930 every Saturday morning. But maybe next week. It's been busy around here lately. Or I'm just not feeling it right now. Some other what is up with Pharaoh here? What is he thinking? You get This is terrible. Living with the frogs? They're everywhere you go. Can you imagine? You wake up in the middle of the night. It's time. You got to use the restroom. And I hate that. I, did, I, was having, I was in a good sleep. But you're walking on frogs as you get there. I can hear the sound that they were making that night. Oh, man. Oh, that's disgusting. Isn't that annoying, Pharaoh? Yes, it is. You want to get rid of those frogs? Yes, I do. When would you like it to happen? Tomorrow. No. But we're just as bad. Living in our sin. We're disappointed with where we're at today. Discouraged with our personal lifestyles. But I'll change things tomorrow. I'll get better. I, you know, I have. I've been struggling with my Bible reading lately. I have. I just, I haven't been able to get in a groove. And it's one of those things that just seems you miss one day and then three days. And before you know it, it's a whole week's gone by. I, I'm going to get better at this thing. I'll start fresh tomorrow. Why do we got to start fresh tomorrow? Let's start right here, right now. Oh, we're good about that with our, with our diets. And I joke around. I joke around with some of the guys. Some of the guys get on me about their diets and everything. I say, yeah, you get that diet going. You'll get it started. You'll, you, you've got it set. I've got it set in the schedule. And it's like two and a half months from now. I'm going to start my diet. <laughs> what? You know there's a problem. If there's a problem, why don't you start right here, right now? Oh, the devil. You know what kind of guy the devil is? The devil wants to devour you. The devil wants to destroy your marriage. The devil is a roaring lion. Walketh about seeking whom he may devour. He, he doesn't want to hurt your marriage. He wants to eliminate your marriage. He doesn't want to hurt your walk with God. He wants to erase your walk with God. The devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. That's the young, that's the old, and everyone in between. Sarah and I were watching this show. 
uh, on vacation, and I'm not going to get into the gory details, but it, I was interested because I'm thinking about this message, and there we got all the lions going around, and they are just devouring everything. And Sarah was having a hard time. You got some of those little animals, precious little animals running across the grass prairie, and there comes Mr. Lion creeping over the corner, and he doesn't care how old you are. He doesn't care how young you are. He doesn't care how cute you look. He's going to devour you. He's hungry. And that's what they do. That's, that's what the devil does. Oh, cute, cute little preacher boy. <laughs> it's so amazing. They get up here, and they preach, and they got, they got a good outline. He don't care about you. He wants to destroy you. And he'll use whatever it takes to get to you. He knows exactly what will push your buttons. Down from the youngest in this room to the very oldest. You think you're past the temptations, the fiery darts that the devil will send your way because you're up in years a little bit? He don't care. The devil don't care. But you know what he'll say? He'll make you feel good. He'll say, it's all right, Josh. It's okay. I know you've gotten out of your Bible. and You like to read the Bible, so you can have your thing. Just get to it tomorrow. You'll have plenty of time tomorrow. You and I know, both know. Yeah, tomorrow's going to be just as busy. Something's going to come up tomorrow that we did not see coming. He's going to try to get you to buy into this word tomorrow. Number one, tomorrow. Number two, let's take a look. I'm going to do, I'm going to, we're going to jump around just a little bit here. Let's go to Luke chapter 23. The devil's got a word, and that word is tomorrow. He's going to try to get you to buy into that word. Jesus happens to have a word. We're going to take a look at that. Oh, this is good. Luke chapter 23. You know the story. There Jesus hangs on the cross. And he's not by himself. There's a man to the left and to the right. One, you know, mocking Jesus. You call yourself the Son of God. Save us. Save yourself and us. Get us out of here. This is terrible. And the other says, listen, man. This, this guy right here, he's done no wrong. We're worthy the price that we're paying right now. Jesus, would you remember me? Please, when you get back to heaven, would you, would you think about me? Verse number 43, Luke 23, verse 43. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Today. How do you defend? How do you guard against this temptation to put everything off? Understand and realize, as we mentioned this morning, all you have, all you know you have is today. All you know you have is today. Let's go again. Let's go to 1 Samuel 17. 1 Samuel chapter 17. Again, another very familiar portion of Scripture. David, David's going to see something spectacular, something amazing take place. He shows up, and there's a man by the name of Goliath mocking and make, making fun of the children of Israel and their God. 
everyone is scared to death. No one knows what to do. What are we going to do about this guy? And David shows up, this little boy. He shows up, this young man. He says, what did he say about my God? What did he say? I'll take care of this. My God's bigger than him. Do you realize how big this guy is, David? Yeah, yes, I do. I serve a pretty big God. A God that we learned about this morning does not fail. He does not fail. He does not fall short. He is able. Yes, he is able. And there he stands before this Philistine in verse number 44. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give thy flesh unto the fowl of the air, and to the beast of the field. Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword, and with a spear, and with a shield. But I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. This day will the Lord deliver thee into mine hand. This day. Today is the day. Number one, today is the day of deliverance. We'll keep reading. This day will the Lord deliver thee into mine hand, and I will smite thee and take thine head from thee, and I will give the carcass of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the, to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in heaven. This day will the Lord deliver thee. You say, I'm struggling. I'm in a battle. I'm going to fight right now. And quite frankly, between me and you, I'm losing this battle. That devil, that roaring lion, he's walking about and he is destroying me. If you're fighting, if you're in this battle and you're doing the fighting, you will be destroyed. You will be devoured. But today, today, right here, right now, you can have deliverance. Do you want it? Do you want deliverance? Deliverance over your fears that say, no, I'm just not comfortable with door-to-door soul winning. I'm not comfortable with passing out that gospel track at the grocery store. You want deliverance from evil thoughts. Deliverance from those fiery darts of temptation that the devil gives you every single day. Oh, he's throwing stuff at us every day. Men, women, boys, girls, each and every one of us are are finding ourselves in this temptation. And most often, unfortunately, today, because we have strayed so far from that book, the Bible, we have gone so far from Jesus Christ, the Lord of hosts, the one that can make the difference, the one that does the delivering, we are losing the battle today. We're losing our children. We're losing our churches. Jesus is the one that will bring the deliverance. Jesus is the one that will make the difference in your life. Jesus is the one that will make the difference in your heart. He's the one that will make the difference in your home. He's the one that will make the difference in your marriage. Do you trust in Him? Do you believe in Him? Do you believe He can? Do you believe He will? He will. David knew He will. There's no way I'm standing before this 10-foot-tall giant with my little sling and a few stones. Unless I've got Jesus on my side. 
It's a day of deliverance. Continue reading in verse number 46. This day will the Lord deliver thee into mine hand. And I will smite thee and take thine hand from thee. And I will give the carcass of the host of the Philistines. This day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth. Here we go. This is it. That all the earth may know that there is a God in heaven. Today is the day of declaration. It's time that we stand up. It's time that we step up as Christians and declare that Jesus Christ, Savior and Lord. Amen? Mm. Did you hear that? Did you see that? That all the earth... Do you realize who he's talking to right now? You don't understand. It gets pretty crazy out there. When you're door knocking, you pass out that track, sometimes they don't take the track. Do you realize that David is standing before a giant? That this day the world may know that there is a God. There is a God in heaven. There is a God in heaven this day. There will be a God in heaven tomorrow. A God that you can trust ten years from now. It's time that we look to this Jesus. We declare this Jesus, our Lord, our Savior. Why are we on the winning side today? Because we are on Jesus' side. It is Jesus that gives us the victory. It is Jesus that gives the deliverance. It's Jesus that's going to do it in your heart and your life. And why don't we stand up and tell someone about it? We're scared. We're afraid. The giants of this world, the evil times, the wicked day in which we live. Oh, you know what? Jesus made a difference in my heart. Jesus has made a difference in my life. I, I could stand here all day and share with you stories about how, how, how Jesus has protected my family, how Jesus has provided for my family. And we sit in church like this. We're at the grocery line and we can talk about the sports. I can talk about our country. Political leadership. How bad they're doing. I can sit here all day. Talk politics. I can talk. uh, Man, how's that stock market doing? (laughs) We We all day. But I just want to let you know, Jesus loves you. That's a little harder. That all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. You know why our country is falling apart? Because America has forsaken this God. You know why it seems that way? Because the Christian is not like David. We have shut our mouths. Oh, we hear the giants in the land. Oh, they're making fun of. They're cursing our God. And you know what we do? Yes. Baker Mayfield, I think the Browns got something going this year. That's where we're at. We are losing our country. America is on its way out. What are we going to do about it? 
understand that we can still experience, we can still see deliverance and victory in this country right here, right now, but we're going to have to declare our Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ. He is King of kings and Lord of lords. Yes, He is. Do we live a life that proves it? Not only speaking the truth, but living the truth. It's a day of deliverance. Day of declaration. And then finally, we see the example of David. A day of doing. It's time to do. It's time we get get to it. If we don't, we'll continue to lose our children. Our families will continue to break up, to fall apart. Our country has no chance if we don't get to it, if we don't get serious. Oh, you don't think David was serious? You don't think David was the real deal as he stood there before this great giant who could have broken his little body in two with his very hands? Let's go to James 4 really quick. James chapter 4 as we close this thing down. James chapter 4. I'm going to read through verse 13. 13 through verse 17, excuse me. James chapter 4. The Bible says in verse number 13... Go to now. Hey, listen. Ye that say today or tomorrow, we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time, then vanisheth away. For that ye ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. But now you rejoice in your boastings. All such rejoicing is evil. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. We'll get to that final verse in just a moment. As we're zeroing in on this thought of doing. Time for us to do. Get to it. Listen. The devil wants you to buy into this word tomorrow. Let's just put it off. We'll get to it. I haven't given up on it. Just not right now. Jesus wants you to understand. He wants you to realize that all you have is today. And he proves that right here. All ye that say today or tomorrow will go into such a city and continue there a year. And buy and sell and get gain. (laughs) Verse number 15. Now you ought to say if the Lord will. We shall live and do this or that. Why? Because we see in verse number 14, we don't know what tomorrow brings. We may not be here tomorrow. I'll witness to that family member next week. You may not be here next week. Ah, that coworker, I've been meaning to talk to him. I just really haven't had a good opportunity. You might only have today. You don't know what tomorrow may bring. What is your life? A vapor that appeareth for a little time 
and then vanisheth away. Do we see our lives in this light? Does that compute? Is that a reality? It is. I may not have tomorrow. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. What has the Lord been speaking to you about? It's on your heart. You know he has something specific. He's been dealing with you. When the preacher preaches, I don't know how it happens. He may not even be hitting the topic. But for some reason, you're convicted about this specific thing. What is it? To him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. Listen. You only have today. That's it. Don't put it off. The doing. I'll get to it later. You may not have later. You may not have tomorrow. Today is the day. Oh, we cry out to that one at the door that says, not right now. Yes, I need to be said. Not right now. Listen, and we share these verses. You don't know what tomorrow may bring. This could be it. We cry out. We beg them. Make the decision today. This could be your last chance. Today could be the last day that you have to be the son that you ought to be. The daughter that you should be. Today is the last day, possibly, that you could be the mom that you know you should be. The dad that you ought to be. We'll start those family devotions next week. No. Today. Let's make it right today. I'll be that Christian. I'll do it. I will. Today. Where are you at? How you doing? Today, we can experience deliverance. We can. If you're losing the battle today, and you fill in the blank, whatever it is, you don't have to. You can experience victory. You can experience that deliverance today. Today, it's time that we stand up and declare the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Today. Today is the day that we get to it. You get to it. Whatever it is that God has laid on your heart, on your life, today. Father, we come to you. Lord, we thank you for how good you are to 